0: Welcome to the Lakeside Baptist Church podcast. We pray you are blessed as you hear the Word of God today. For more information regarding Lakeside Baptist Church, please visit lakeside.asn.au. And how God works in interesting ways. So, called it God's people God's way. Last week I shared with you about Abraham and faith and how God uh, used Abraham. And uh, somebody came to me after the service uh, and rebuked me, no, (laughs) and encouraged me (laughs) Um, in a very nice way that I said that thank God uh, he doesn't answer all our prayers. And Perhaps that was not necessarily incorrect, but he does answer all our prayers. Uh, but, and, and one of the ways he answers our prayers is with a no. And so, uh, just for clarity, he does answer all our prayers. And th- that prayer uh, that I said that thank God he didn't answer my prayer um, for Harley Davidson or for a car when I was fourteen years old uh, was actually God saying. Yes, it's good to have one, but no, not right now. Uh, and so, just for the sake of clarity. Phew, feel better now. It was done very gently and it was done in jest as well, which is great. Today we have a look at two ladies uh, by the name of Shipra and Pua. And they too are in the Old Testament. And so, if you don't know who they are, you will by the end of the service, but also it will be a good place to go to do the overview of the Bible. Um, And so the topic is kindness. If I look at uh, the word kindness, it's one of the fruit of the Spirit uh, that you pick up, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, uh, and the others. And the word kindness in the Greek means to deposit gold in someone else's life to deposit gold in someone else's life. And so as we begin to to think about what it means to be kind to somebody, here is a wonderful illustration from Exodus chapter 1 on uh, these two ladies that are kind of insignificant. But suffice to say that were it not for these two ladies, the lineage of Jesus Christ in God's Uh, sovereignty would have continued but they were extremely instrumental in allowing Jesus to be born because had they carried out what they were instructed to carry out it would have been a disaster. So Exodus chapter 1 reading from verse 5 to verse 21. The descendants of Jacob numbered 70 in all. Joseph was already in Egypt. Now Joseph and all his brothers and all the generation died, but the Israelites were exceedingly fruitful. They multiplied greatly, increased in numbers, and became so numerous that the land was filled with them. Then a new king, to whom Joseph meant nothing, came to power in Egypt. Look, he said to the people, the Israelites have become far too numerous for us. Come, we must deal shrewdly with them, or they will become even more numerous, and If war breaks out, we'll join our enemies, fight against us, and leave the country. So they put slave masters over them to oppress them with forced labor, and they built Pithom and Ramesses as store cities for Pharaoh. But the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread. So the Egyptians came to dread the Israelites and worked them ruthlessly. They made their lives bitter with harsh labor in brick and mortar and with all kinds of works in the fields. In all their harsh labor, the Egyptians worked them ruthlessly. The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, whose names were Shipra and Puah, when you are helping the Hebrew woman during childbirth on the delivery stool, if you see that the baby is a boy, kill him. But if it is a girl, Let her live. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys live. Then the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked them, Why have you done this? Why have you let the boys live? The midwives answered Pharaoh, Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women. They are vigorous and give birth before the midwives arrive. So, God was kind to the midwives, and the people increased and became even more numerous. And because the midwives feared God, He gave them families of their own. It's interesting that, and and extremely ironic, that these two ladies, who seem insignificant, were extremely powerful. And the word, or the name Shipra, means enhancer. And it means brightness, brightness. The, the name puah means glitter and brilliance. In the midst of all of this oppression, here are these two insignificant ladies who are brilliant and who shine and glitter, and God uses them. Interestingly enough, that Pharaoh doesn't punish them, despite them disobeying what he said. Instead, God blesses them and gives them their own families. Tradition says to us that if you were a midwife, then you wouldn't have your own family. Uh, Hence, uh, these two ladies probably did not have their own family. And these two ladies were probably overseers of Pharaoh's harem of women And when they had babies, at least these two midwives were there. And it's beautiful because right at the end, in verse 21, it says, And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. And folk, you you begin to see the humor in all of this. Here are uh, these Israelites in, in, in Egypt, and under persecution, they're supposed to get Less and less and less, and, and because of slavery and because of the hard labor. labor. And, and it's actually mentioned twice here that, that the Egyptians worked them ruthlessly, hard. But despite that, God blesses the Israelites, and they begin to prosper and they begin to grow uh, in number. And that was a major threat. Uh, In case of a time of war, uh, perhaps these Israelites that were many would actually go ahead and join the enemy and overcome the Egyptians. And so there was a major threat. And so as we hear the story, uh, you see that Pharaoh uh, instructs uh, these midwives that if they were to give birth and it's a boy, you need to kill that boy. But instead, uh, if it's a little girl, let her live. And so uh, they called to account before Pharaoh for failing to carry out what he had instructed them. And it's, it's interesting. They say, well, actually, before we even get there, these, these uh, Israelite ladies are pretty vigorous. And the Hebrew word that's used there is actually means lively. And, and the word that, that is connected to the word lively is the word to live. And, and so you kind of go, what do you mean in the story? Uh, how can they be more lively? Well, they live, but they live more. What does that mean? And so it seems so insignificant. And if I were to be fair, I'd go, no, no, that, that doesn't happen. You disobeyed my command and you allowed these women to uh, have these boys, and uh, so they multiplied. And it's your fault. Shipra and Puah, and so no, they, they live. They live kind of. They live livelier than the other woman. What What do you mean? Well, we don't know. And so you begin to see that Pharaoh, by God's divine hand, doesn't punish them, but instead, because they fear God, God blesses them with their own families. And so you begin to see that that something is happening in the story that doesn't make sense. And so instead of Pharaoh wanting to deprive uh, these women of their reproductive freedom, uh, of their offspring, and live their lives, even in Egypt as slaves, God blesses them despite all of that. God allows them to actually uh, be uh, these two ladies to be a part of these people living out their civil rights. And so the first point I want to make is that God uses people in his way. God uses people in his way. And what do I mean by that? Well, Egypt's uh, wicked stroke of wanting to uh, eradicate all the young boys uh, turns out uh, against them. And that's what normally happens when there is a threat. Young lives are targeted. Young, innocent children, through abuse, through crazy acts of violence, begin to uh, get targeted. And if you want to wipe out a nation, well, clearly you wipe out its children. And so here we see that despite his intentions, God works in amazing ways to accomplish his purposes. The author of creation turns his statement in bold italics and underlined, highlighted if you like, and allows these children to live despite these wicked rulers. And God will continue to work in the unlikeliest circumstances. Now, if you think back there, there might have been people who who might have gone against you for unfairly uh, for unfair reasons. I remember when I was doing my military service the the two years conscription in South Africa, and because I was a, a christian um, the 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 lieutenant was an atheist, and he he kind of targeted me and and so the recommendation was either that you become a non-commissioned officer or a commissioned officer. And he recommended me to become a non-commissioned officer because of my faith in Jesus Christ. He didn't put that down, but, you know, kind of your very presence irritates non-believers. You know, when they swear and they curse, you know, they, they almost feel terrible in your presence. Those who have a small conscience. So what happens is uh, we go uh, for the interview and before the other colonels and general, uh, and I'm being interviewed, and despite his intentions, God turned it out, and I got recommended for an officer. And that reminds me that God will work in mysterious ways. And folk, uh, I was able to stay on another 17 years or 19 years all up in the army, uh, and, and I believe that, that God used me in mighty ways, as an officer, rather than a corporal, and if I look back, it was God's hand at work because God works in the most unlikely circumstances, and God can restrain the biggest nutcases that come across our path, and He will have His way in our lives. It's interesting that in in one Peter chapter two verses thirteen to fifteen, um, that, that it, it says that. while being good citizens, despite what happened. Now we know this is in the New Testament and and that crazy uh, leader Herod comes into power. And and, uh, Peter uh, writes and he says, we need to be good citizens in in serving God, uh, even during times of persecution. And as we are good and faithful citizens, what will happen? Well, Peter says that foolish men will be silenced. Foolish men will be silenced. Men uh, and and women, humans that neglect who God is, that do not believe in God, they will be silenced because they will see what God is doing in our lives. And so God uses people in his way. He might uh, use the obscure and the weak. He might use people who are totally irrelevant But the first ingredient you need is to fear God, to fear God. And so as you begin to look at what God is doing, that's the first step, and he will use people to accomplish his purposes in his way. Secondly, I think it's important to note uh, that uh, a fish rots from the head. What do I mean by that? Well, if you have evil and wicked leaders, normally... A nation follows those people. Normally, uh, they are uh, the, the leader sets the example, and and is almost a justification how people can work in that way. Let me give you another example of that. There was um, a prime minister in South Africa, or president in South Africa, and he. Uh, it was a time. I'll stop there right now because I forgot that there were children in in. Um But anyway, if you did crazy things, you have a shower and all is forgiven and everything goes away. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And so despite evil people, we need to continue to be faithful despite leaders being uh, ones that lead people in the wrong direction. We need to be faithful to God and we need to continue to be kind to what God has called us to to continue to deposit gold in people's lives. Thirdly, when kindness is shown in the most difficult situations, it goes a long way. And so we know that life is difficult, but we know that God's grace works in difficult circumstances as well. God's grace works in difficult circumstances as well. And so when we see uh, good things being done, the name of Jesus gets glorified, and there is the love of God that is evident uh, and manifested in the church. We begin to see uh, the power of God over his enemies. Despite Pharaoh wanting to wipe the, 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 the children out and the nation out, little firstborn boys, the nation begins to grow despite His evil intentions. That is how God works. And so this promise of God is made good. That he will allow Abraham. Remember Genesis chapter 12. That God will allow his seed to uh, inhabit the earth. And that promise is kept true. And it's kept faithful. And you see God's providence toward his church. God will never leave us nor forsake us even when it feels like that but god is always with us and despite the way we feel we must continue to do acts of kindness why because god can use those acts of kindness god can use those acts of kindness to um, terrorize bullies to to allow bullies to be to be shut up, to be silenced, because they will begin to fear God's hand, because God is at work. You see, these two ladies had this amazing moral character, and they were able to to use it for God's glory, despite an evil ruler by the name of Pharaoh. And so the outcome of that is that the Egyptians uh, are broken. They grieved. Why? Because Uh, Pharaoh's schemes were an absolute failure. Imagine you sitting down with all your leaders and you begin to plan something and you begin to put it into action and despite your intentions to wipe out the population, they're actually growing in number. And so you feel, uh, well, we need to do plan B. Okay, we go to plan B and guess what? It doesn't work either. Why? Why? Because they've forgotten the true and loving God, they've forgotten to to revere God and to to fear Him. You see, their cruelty, their intention is ineffective, and and you begin to 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 wear down the enemy to a place where they actually have to bow the knee. In Pharaoh's case, uh, not he 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 didn't bow the knee voluntarily, but. Uh, Pharaoh and his horsemen and chariots were all wiped out when they went after uh, Moses and the Israelites. And so despite what we're going through, if you're sitting here this morning and you, you feel that you're suffering perhaps and, and going through a hard time, uh, know that God has not abandoned you. Know that God is with you. And you say to me, well, you know, I just don't have anything inside of me to be able to be kind to anybody right now. And I'm thinking that's okay but it's not all about my feelings. Despite that, God will bring people across our path, and we need to be kind to them, despite the way we feel, because God will use that for his honor and for his glory. The little bit of effort we make seems to be a huge. But, folk, as we begin to deposit something precious in something, somebody else's life, it can change their lives forever. It can change their lives forever. And so another point I want to make is that fear and revering God is always good. Fear and revering God is always good. And so what is the definition for, for fear? Well, the dictionary says it this way. Fear of God is that holy, not position, but disposition, that holy disposition or gracious habit formed in the soul by the Holy Spirit, whereby we are inclined to obey all God's commands. Let me read that to you again. Fear of God is that holy disposition, because in my own agenda, I am pretty bad. Pretty bad. But this holy disposition or gracious habit formed in my heart and in my soul by who? The Holy Spirit, whereby we are inclined to obey God's commands. Even if it is out of fear, even if it is out of reverence, we obey God. And so what does that mean? Well, as we obey God, uh, there is this uh, hate toward evil, this abhorrence of evil, this uh, displeasure uh, and and, uh, unhappiness that comes from sinning. There is this desire to do what God wants us to do so we can uh, not gain his favor, but we can, uh, uh, in response to his grace, we are able to uh, show good works and kindness. It's the standard that God sets, that he has done away with the S-I-N in our lives But we will still commit S-I-N-S, but we strive not to. Why? Because God has given us this disposition to, to live lives that are pleasing to him. Lives that want to submit to his will. Lives that say, God, I submit to your will. Not my will, but your will be done. I bow down to it, God. I'm not arrogant enough to say, God, you know, you do it my way and you fit into my agenda. No, that there is this place where we can go before God and actually say, God, I want to do what you've called me to do, not what I want to do, despite what my agenda is. But there's also this, this appreciation, this thankfulness uh, for, for allowing us to know who he is. We're not here because it's Sunday morning, 9.30, well, it, a part of that, but we're here to meet with God to hear his word, to sing praises to him that he so rightly deserves. And as we do that, we go away uh, wanting to, to add value to those we come into contact with during the week. You see, it's in obedience to what he commands us to do. And so fear and revering God is always good. And you begin to see these two ladies who feared and revered God. And, and folk, it's not a fear that made them tremble, but a a, a fear that actually says, "You're God, and we honour you, and we fear you because you are God. You are Yahweh, Yahweh. In in fact, you know, you are the very air we breathe, God. And so, because of that, um, they, they they were able to be used. God's agenda, not for Pharaoh's agenda and you begin to see that that that, uh, that there will there'll be bullies that, that will come across their path and and God uses a rope to hang themselves metaphorically. They have their own agenda and it backfires against them. They create a rope, to hang somebody else, and they get hung themselves. Why? Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And that's how God works. You see, true faith in God, because of who he is, will make even the weakest people bow down to him. They'll bow down to him. And God is so powerful that his plan and purpose will be accomplished despite these kings. And over and over in in the Old Testament, we find these evil kings that try and disrupt God's agenda. And God uses those evil kings to accomplish his purposes. That's how God works, I suggest to you. God's way. God's way. And this fear of God can often lead us to do good. I don't know how you came to faith, but I was petrified of going to hell. And so, I'm okay, God, I don't want to go to hell. And even if it was a fear of going to hell, God, save me, please. I don't want to go to that very hot place. And I'm not talking about Darwin. I don't want to be there. I want to be in a place where there is... Peace, and I want to be in your presence. And even if it was fear that drew me to God, now I know that it's his grace and his mercy that allows me to serve him, and out of appreciation, I'm able to to serve him. And so God makes uh, those who fear him submit to his authority and bow the knee willfully. But one day every knee will bow, whether they like it or not. And then, folk, what lessons can we learn in closing from lives of Shipra and Pua? Well, we need to show kindness and obey God rather than uh, evil people. Uh, and, and we need to know what the Word of God says. Uh, and as we know what the Word of God says, we're able to stand up for the truth. We're able to stand for what is right. Uh, I'm reminded of, 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 uh, of Peter in Acts chapter 5, uh, verse 29, it says that Peter and the other apostles said, it is better to, to obey God rather than man. Better to obey God rather than man. And that word obey means to, to conform to God's plan, to be persuaded to do the right things in God's eyes. And You say to me, well, sometimes it's really difficult you know, when there's evil leaders and, and, and bullies around. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. But we always have a choice. We always have a choice to stand up for righteousness, even in difficult circumstances, even in difficult circumstances, because God will not lead us where his grace will not keep us. But also, godly people uh, choose to preserve life. We always want to be life-giving. We want to be those people who add and speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves to to speak for those who don't have a voice perhaps and and you look at proverbs 31 uh, a really godly woman uh, she she pleads the cause of the poor and the needy and that's for all of us to speak up for those who who cannot speak for themselves but also seeking god will always result in a blessing always um, you, you see what happened in, in Exodus one twenty one, where where Shepra and Pua didn't have their own families, but God blesses them with their own families. And those days, folk, if you um, if you weren't able to have a child, it's as if God had cursed you. Uh, you, you weren't complete if you were uh, not married and had children. That like you weren't you weren't complete if you weren't part of a family. And so God blesses them. And makes them complete because of uh, who God is and, and blesses them abundantly. Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And, and the word seek there, the Greek word zitel, seek in order to find. Not a boy's look, but seek in order to find. For, look, for, look for God's plan and purpose look to do good, look to be a blessing, look to be kind, seek that, look for opportunities, don't wait for them, look for opportunities of depositing gold in somebody else's life, because that life can be changed. If we look at Chipra and Pua, God used them to impact future generations. As I said earlier, had they been instrumental in wiping out all the firstborn boys, well, the nation of Israel could have come to an end. But God used these two insignificant women to be the deliverers of Jesus down through the genealogies. God used them for great purposes. And so I'm reminded by Paul in, in Romans 14 that whatever we do, it's to be done unto God. And so these ladies were were courageous, two obscure ladies, extremely courageous, and put their lives on the line to obey their God and to do good, to be kind, despite the difficult circumstances. And they are remembered as two great people of faith. They feared God. They put their faith and trust in him, and God came through for them. Well, how do we do that in October 2023. How can we show kindness? I think physically, uh, there are a couple of points there. I think by feeding the hungry, what do we mean by that? Well, there are people that are not doing too well out there, uh, but, but look for opportunities to feed them. To, to give something uh, to those who are thirsty, not to see them as, as rodents, as it were, you know, as a pain, you know, but, but to actually help them. To clothe those that are not as fortunate as us to give shelter to, to those who need an opportunity uh, to, to stay, uh, to actually uh, say, hey, I, I'm putting my hand up to, to try and help you out, to visit the sick, those who are not well, and, and to visit those who are in prison, to, to look for opportunities of doing that from a physical perspective. But then also spiritually, to, to help those who are uninformed That the way they're living will actually bring destruction to their lives. To actually say to them, listen, the way you're living is not according to the scriptures, not according to the the principles in the Bible. And as you live your life, this will bring, in a certain way, this will bring out about your destruction. Turn, turn from the way you're living. To guide those who are unsure. Look, we live in a generation where a lot of people don't know who Jesus Christ is because uh, their parents didn't know who Jesus Christ was and so we need to try and help them to to warn the sinner of the way they're living to guide them to 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 actually bear wrongs patiently that that we will be pointed a finger at uh, we will uh, some people will uh, accuse us of things but to actually bear that and and for a greater good and to forgive the fences uh, willingly, those who've, who've harmed us, because God has forgiven us. And then to offer some sort of comfort and encouragement uh, to those who are troubled, to actually seek opportunities to be a blessing to those who come into contact with I want to end off by telling you a story by a man by the name of George Mitchell. George Mitchell, um, his wife and, and, and himself... Uh, had a son in uh, on Good Friday, 1997, and George had been doing so much work for the, the uh, for the United States government, uh, and he was away from home, and he managed to be at the birth of his son. And he said to his wife, uh, "I promise you that tomorrow I'm going to resign." and I'm going to be with you and no more uh, be an agent for the United States and go all over the world to try and solve the world's problems. And George made that promise. And his wife knew that George was quite involved in trying to uh, have the agreement done uh, in, in with Ireland and the United Kingdom, Uh, and so he was quite uh, hard at labour to, excuse the, sorry, he was working hard to go and try and breach this uh, peace agreement, and he made this promise to his wife, that's it, it's over for me, our son is born, now I'm going to be a father to our son, and she knew that there were 61 babies that were born every single day in Ireland, and a lot of them would be wiped out if, uh, if this war carried on. And so his wife said to him, go and save these 61 babies' lives that are born every day. And come back once you've signed an agreement and be a good father to our one son. And so he worked hard on that. And on Good Friday, the 10th of April, 1998, that it's called the Good Friday Agreement, this peace treaty was signed uh, where they were able to cease the war in Ireland. And so uh, he was able to be extremely instrumental. And there are pictures of him and uh, the agreement being signed. Things that people said were impossible because it was almost a spiritual war between two different denominations. And so we begin to see that this man goes and makes a difference, puts his own agenda aside, and goes and makes a difference in other people's lives. He goes and is kind to those he comes into contact, contact with. And so wherever you are now, I want to encourage you, Be kind. Go and deposit gold in somebody else's life. Go from here and go and look for opportunities of being kind. Two insignificant women, Shepra and Pua. I mean, honestly, God uses them for future generations and we read about them this morning. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word to our hearts. Lord, many times we're tired and exhausted. We have no more energy. But God, we pray that you will use us despite that. Lord, we pray that we might be faithful in being kind to those we come into contact with. Not by might nor by power, but only through the inspiration and your Holy Spirit. Help us to do this, Lord. And you will be be honored, God. You will be made famous as we do this for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.